Yeah, I want to join you in your conquest of destruction. But why? I'm an outcast too, a frail child cast aside by society. I want to follow you and whatever you're doing. Uh, prepare for the greatest supervillain you've ever seen, Professor Chaos! Please enjoy this Verizon ring back tone while your party is reached. Oh, that's right. I put the ringtone on a shuffle mode. All right, cool. You tear men down like Roger Moore. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. I won't. I won't do that anymore. All right, let's check the newsmaker line, shall we? Brian at Stone on Air is currently unavailable. Please leave a message. Hey, Brian Stone. This is Alex Nelson. I just want you to know that I fucking love your podcast, and I'm really pumped that you're going to be on the radio. So. Don't stop, my friend. Hope you have a great day. Goodbye. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. It's very hard to say my name correctly. I'm like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! <laughs> What's your deal, man? Well, you know what us ultra-liberals say. When it comes to drugs, lies are okay. Your midweek download destination. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanooga. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years... Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Welcome in, everybody, to the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. My name is Brian Stone. This is a weekly dose for the 15th of November. Payday for some of you guys. 2017. Appreciate you guys finding the show at Stone on Air on all social media. This is a supposed, allegedly, for-profit venture, a weekly podcast that drops every Wednesday first thing. Regardless of how you find it, I appreciate that. I would suggest that you get it from a podcasting app. It's the easiest way. It's the most convenient way to find the show. But if you found the show on SoundCloud or through Facebook or whatever, that's cool, too. You're likely not finding the show right now on stoneonair.com because I've stopped loading it up onto that old crappy page. And, um, you know, every now and again, you got to just kind of learn lessons in life. And right now, I might be potentially learning one. I'm not entirely sure yet. Not entirely sure yet. But this website uh, transfer and transition into a new site has been an absolute disaster. A disaster. And I'm going to give the guy I've been working with one more solid chance because he is a good dude. Totally is. But things have not been working out well at all recently. And it's been delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. I've been talking about this for months. I mean, if you guys are at all regulars, you hear me talking about the new website coming and you're probably like, dude, you're full of spit, bro. When is this website coming? Yeah, well, I don't know. So I'm going to give it one more opportunity to get this all fixed, and then if it doesn't get worked out, and I'm really right now I'm shooting for the beginning of the year. I mean, it's, it's it's holiday season. I mean, who's got all the extra time right now to spend devoted on something 
as really not that big a deal as a website, other than there are funds, you know, and and money changing hands, or at least have in the past. I'm cool with waiting it in into January. And if that doesn't happen, I'm out in the dude, and I hope it doesn't get any work ever again in this city. <laughs> so I'm joking, kidding, not kidding kind of thing. Uh, again, solid guy. It's just been some miscommunication. We're going to get this fixed, but it might not be until uh, January of 2018. And really, at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that much. When I decided to do this website, it was before I had new work, new employment, new radio shows, and I was trying to focus solely on this. Well, now there's so many other things to focus on. So my mind has been kind of on other things as well, but uh, I'm not the one who's being compensated for a project um, like this. So anyway, more on that into the future. So the Newsmaker line, do like Alex, be like Alex, be like Alexandra Nelson and leave a message on the newsmaker line at 423-301-8080-301-8080-423-301-8080. The best and the worst at times might or might not get featured on the show. A real quick thanks to the Times Free Press. The newspaper just all of a sudden been delivered to my house for like the last two weeks. It's been a blast from the past. I've loved it. I'm a traditional media kind of guy. I am also transitioned to a new media kind of guy. I like all media, and I love to get a paper in my hand, and all of a sudden they're dropping it off. I mean, if I paid for it, I'm not sure when or where, and if someone else paid for it, I don't know why you would, but I certainly do appreciate it. The Times Free Press, I love them. I glance at them every day. Coming up at the end of the show, the final segment, it's going to be on United States politics and where we're at and where we're going. And no, not any kind of breakdown about what should or shouldn't happen. I'm going to go this direction. This won't make sense initially, but it will later. I want my political environment, as we speak right now, in the United States of America, I want it to be how I want my college football. Wait, what? What the hell is he talking about? I want my politics to be how I like my college football. It makes it more interesting to me. In an environment that I question, I need my American politics to be like how I want my college football to be. More on that at the end of the show. Coming up in Stone's Throw, I'll tell you about my StubHub snub. StubHub snub. You know, the secondary ticketing market. StubHub seems to be the king of that marketing. There's SeatGeek. There's a whole bunch of them. It's basically, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, it's above board, but you could make an argument to these kinds of companies and this kind of industry really kind of shortchanging and undercutting the actual whole process of fans trying to, to to be able to get tickets to shows. And you can I can make an argument on both sides. I can make an argument without the secondary markets that people are going to find it harder to get tickets. I can also make the argument that with the secondary outlets, that also makes it more difficult for fans to get the tickets. I can do both those arguments. This is less about StubHub and more about how I'm a hell of a damn guy. I am a quality human being when I want to be, and I'm a thoughtful son of a bitch as well. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And I don't get credit for it, and I'm not out here you know, waving a flag hoping to get a bunch of credit for it, but while I got the opportunity, I'm going to tell you about how I got tickets into somebody's hand, and it cost me money, and it was via StubHub. So I'll get to that in Stone's Throw as it returns after a couple weeks hiatus. Here in the first segment of the show, I'm going to get to a handful of different things, kind of move kind of quick. Coming up in around 10 minutes or so from right now, in reference to the hashtag MeToo movement 
and the countless sexual assaults and harassment accusations that are just being flown all over the place from Hollywood to the political environment to maybe even you know boardrooms and lesser knowns. It's all over the place right now. And so much of this is awful because so much of it is real. And so much of this is awful because some of it is absolutely not real at all. And you got to be careful which direction you take or what opinion you have, depending on who you think might or might not be listening to you. But at the end of the day, there's one thing that I know for sure. If nothing else comes from this, there is one certain segment of the population that needs to get something through their thick skulls. And I'll tell you who that is and what they need to understand. Coming up here in just about 10 minutes or so from right now. Bonnaroo nears deal to stay in Coffee County and the ticket on sale announcement I'll get to in a minute. First, I'm going to start on the th- my thoughts on the time change that happened about, what, I don't know, a week and a half ago or so. Kind of got me by surprise when I was up in Nashville. And when you're getting a time change in central time and you're kind of living eastern time, that will screw you up a little bit. But I've been ranting and raving and bitching and moaning about this for years and I, I'm, a, I'm just kind of, you know, waving the white flag over here on, on, on time change. A real quick uh, look at the rationale and original idea. This is a long, long, very thoughtful and insightful uh, piece about it all. And I don't even know what damn website it came from because I copy and pasted it. I'll get back to you another time. But a poll conducted by the U.S. Department of Transportation indicated that Americans liked daylight savings time because, quote, there is more light in the evening and can do more in the evenings. I think most people generally agree with that. The idea of daylight saving time was first conceived by Benjamin Franklin in a 1784 essay he wrote called An Economical Project. The idea was first advocated seriously by London builder William Willett in a pamphlet called Waste of Daylight in 1907. That proposed advancing clocks 20 minutes on each of four Sundays in April and retarding them by the same amount on four Sundays in September. So it was right around the turn of the uh, 20th century, 19th to 20th century, that this became a real thing. It's an interesting story. It made a lot of sense a couple hundred years ago. It doesn't make it any more. And I used to say, well, because I love having extra daylight, we can't go back to what it used to be because if we go back to what it used to be, that's the time that sucks. That's what we're in right now. Early sunsets and early sunrises, which most people, generally speaking of certain ages of younger people at least, want it to be the daylight time where it's later sunset and later sunrise. But when I got down to thinking about it this go around, it's really not that important whatsoever in any direction because it's only one hour you're only setting the clocks back or forward one single hour that doesn't jack up everything that just throws it off at the time because it just kind of feels like it's it's throwing everything off at that exact moment the summer solstice in june in the eastern time zone will will be at eight instead of around nine if we didn't change the hours Instead of it getting dark in the central time zone at 8-ish at the summer solstice, solstice, it'll be 7. It's not that big a deal when you look at it that way. So if you don't change the clocks at all, it just goes around the sun. You know, everybody rotates out in the damn space. I'm not a damn scientist. I don't know. But it just, it fixes itself as the year goes along. You don't have to throw an extra hour wrench into that. It's just when it gets colder, it's a little sun goes down earlier and when it's warmer the sun comes up later that's just science that's just what happens we don't need to continuously change clocks twice a year and then throw everybody out of whack twice and maybe maybe sometimes you like it maybe sometimes you don't whatever that's not the point 
Just stop changing the clocks, period. Do like Arizona. Be like Arizona. Who does not change their clocks. Might be the only thing that state does that makes any damn sense. Bonnaroo nears deal to stay in Coffee County. Now, there's no real threat of them leaving, but this is from the Nashville Tennessean on Tuesday, the 14th of November. The two sides have been at the negotiating table for the last year on how to spend the fees collected on each ticket sold for Bonnaroo. The $3 per ticket fee generates about $250,000 annually for the uh, the county of Coffee County operating budget. Really, what they're trying to figure out to get to the summarization and the meat of this story is Bushy Branch Road, which runs on one of the main entrances into Bonner. There's about three of them, but the, the one that most people know the most, it's an awful two-lane road, and I have sat probably a collective 10 hours on that road over the last 16 years. Six of hours were in one trip alone, but uh, several other cases of one and two and three hours at a time, and they're looking to expand that road, and that'll be a big deal. Well, right now, it's like, well, who's going to pay for it? That's basically the only negotiations they have to do right now. Bonnaroo isn't going anywhere. From this piece from uh, the Tennessean via the Times Free Press, the county portion of the sales tax collections have amounted to $5.5 million over the last five years, according to Bonnaroo's organizers. The most recent study in 2012 showed Bonnaroo has a $51 million economic impact, which includes spending throughout the region by fans visiting the festival. And of course, you can always, you can counter argue those arguments about how much money actually is coming in. But I do believe that a huge influx of cash is coming into the entire state, but really in the mid-state area and the southern southern state area, eastern part in Chattanooga as well, and all points coming in. So I think it's a good deal. I think most people realize that at this point. And Bonnaroo ticket sales are officially launched on Black Friday this year. And if you want to go or if you're planning on going, get them then. Get them on the Friday, Black Friday. I think it's the 24th. They're around 275 bucks plus all the asshole fees. So you're going to be talking 300 plus dollars. That's really not that bad of a price, even though it sounds right off the bat that it's, that it's a bad price. It really isn't. It's going to go up at least $100 from that. If you haven't gone and you're younger, considerably younger than me, you should. If you have uh, young people in your family, cousins, sons, daughters that have never been, that are late teens, early 20s, this would be a hell of a Christmas present. Bonnaroo's not paying me to say this. It's my place. It's my thing. I, you know, it, I'm all. I'm a Bonnaroo guy. The lineup's always incredible. Even if it's not for your personal preferences, Bonnaroo's a, a, a whole hell of a lot more than just who's standing on the stage playing music. And uh, I think everybody should experience it at least one time, no matter how old you are. And even if you're my age and you're mid-30s and you're into your 40s, you can still do it. I've talked to people every year that do it, and uh, usually, generally speaking, they're happy that they did. I'm hoping into the next six, eight months, I'll be able to put together a ticket giveaway either via the podcast or the radio show at Alt 98.7. That's really not entirely up to me, but I'm going to work on it really hard. Once upon a time, all I had to do was email a guy and be, how many tickets do you need and what kind of access do you need? You need parking here. We'll take care of you. What do you need? I mean, that was, it was, I'm not even exaggerating. There was one or two years where the dudes emailed me and said, hey, Bonner's coming up. You coming again? I mean, that's that's how in I was in at one point. Now, granted, that was over 10 years ago. And even as early as about 
three years ago, I still had a pretty good end connection and could just kind of bang out an email and say, all right, where's the application? What do I, what do, I do? Where do I go from here to get what I needed? And that's not really a thing anymore as Live Nation has taken over and it's just the commercialization and the conglomeratization. Is that a word? Or uh, however you want to categorize it, that's just the nature of the beast. So getting those tickets and that access is not nearly as easy as it used to be. But I do feel pretty good that I'll be able to do something. So more on that into the future. Black Friday, Bonnaroo tickets go on sale. My StubHub snub coming up in Stone's Throw segment coming up here in just a minute. But first of all, so this is... it's, it's hard to figure out what the your opinion or your quote-unquote take should be on this whole Me Too thing as it has kind of just gone rampant the amount of allegations that are out there of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, and it's it's sparing no industry almost. I mean, I, I there was even something I saw with Howard Stern the other day. I don't even know what that was. It's just like, my God, how many more... Is are we going to hear about this? And I just don't believe all of them. I do believe a lot of them, but I don't believe all of them. I mentioned it in a, po- a podcast in the last couple of weeks. The conversation of this is real and it's serious and we need to pay attention to it and spend more time on it is a real conversation to have. And the conversation of saying there's a bunch of damn lying assholes out here too is also a conversation worth having. They're both potentially quality conversations depending on the nature of the people that you're having them with. And I do, to a certain degree, believe there should be some kind social statute of limitations of sorts that, I mean, right now it's just like somebody just wants to get attention, let's just start saying stuff. And let's also be honest, my hands are kind of up in the air as I say this on this podcast, a Stone On Air weekly dose for November 15th, 2017. We're a bunch of lying assholes in this country. Lying people, liars, liars, pants on fire. And there's also a lot of people who have suffered who are trying to 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 get attention and to to this problem and try to rectify this problem going forward. Those are both true statements. Those are both real. It's just very hard to decipher what the differences are because we've never really had to deal with this kind of thing on this grand of a scale because of how huge connectivity and social media has become. But here's the one thing that I figured out through all this. I don't know who's lying. I don't know who isn't. I don't know who's been assaulted or harassed or who hasn't. But what I do know now, and being a brown-haired, blue-eyed, white bro in America, I can say this definitively. There's one segment of the population that needs to check themselves and realize you don't get to do whatever the hell you feel like doing all the time, anytime, every time, and that's white guys in America, white men, you've had control of whatever you've wanted. You've done whatever you've wanted for what? I don't know, 5,000 years, 10,000 years. <laughs> I'm not real sure how long this has been around here. I do know it's been a hell of a lot more than 2000, 2017 years. I can tell you that. But white dudes, white men, men in general, but white dudes, you need to get yourself in order and realize You can't just treat people however you feel like it. It doesn't matter how much is in your bank account. It doesn't matter what you think your power position is or what your social status is or your work status or what you drive or what your car looks like or how big your dick is. None of this stuff matters. You need to get yourself in order and get yourself under control. White men have had it their way for a long time. I think it's fair to say it's time to just make sure you get yourself in order and realize 
You can't do whatever you want. You think you can, but you're slowly being proven wrong that you can't. I had a pair of tickets to go see Courtney Barnett the other day. Snuck up on me, wasn't able to go, so I figured I need to try to sell these things. In the end, I didn't get paid, but I made sure somebody was able to go to the show because I actually can, believe it or not, be a pretty cool guy. This is my StubHub snub. Heads up! It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa! Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? So it's actually pretty uh, convenient that Courtney Barnett is the intro music for the Stones Throw segment on the former radio show and now podcast because I had tickets to go see Courtney Barnett and uh, Kurt Vile the other day at the Ryman. It was on the 9th of, uh, of November, and I bought the tickets like six months ago. It was a long time ago. And um, and I was really excited because I become a massive uh, Courtney Barnett fan. And I remember when I bought them, I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just figure it out at the time. I'll go crash at my brother's in Nashville, go hit the show, and then come on back the next day. Well, little did I know back then that I was going to have two new jobs that took up a majority of all my free time. And uh, that was not really going to be a possibility. So I, for the first time, maybe not the first, I think one other time I put Titans tickets on StubHub. But I didn't, uh, I didn't do it with any kind of... Uh, seriousness. I think I just posted real quick and then moved away. I, I I can't remember. But I've never actually sold any tickets online or through Craigslist or uh, other than like for friends. Like, hey, I got Titans tickets. You want them? Then, you know, give me 20 bucks or yours or whatever. I'm not real big on the resale market when it comes to tickets. I mean, if I bought tickets six months ago and I can't go now, my most important thing right now is that just somebody uses these tickets. I don't want these seats to just remain empty. I would rather lose money or not get any money at all and make sure somebody goes to the show. An unused concert ticket, an unused sporting event ticket is uh, is a really, really uh, unfortunate situation. So, But if I can get some cash, I'll take it. So I jump on StubHub and I post the tickets about a week before the show. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I've never done it before. Never sold tickets you know, online and especially not in the uh, technologically advanced environment that we're in now. I've bought and sold stuff a little bit more bought, sold a couple things on eBay like 10 years ago where, you know, you drop a money order in the in the mail and you send it off and you wait just, you know, a week and a half for for verification. That's not reality online anymore. So I see that about four days before the show, boom, boom, boom. Hey, look, someone's bought your tickets They're and at almost face value. I'm about to get all my money back. I'm like, this is awesome. Hell yeah. So I click on the email and I go to StubHub and it says, make sure, uh, let's see, last chance, you must you must ship by today, that day. So I jumped up, I ran out, I grabbed, I grabbed the address off of the, the, the transaction and I threw it in a regular envelope and I tossed it, I went straight to the post office and I got postage at the, you know, walked in the big old 100-year-old building downtown and said, can this be to Nashville by Thursday. And I said, oh, yeah, they'll be there by Wednesday at the latest. The show was on a Thursday night. It's like, cool. Drop it in. All right. I just sold these tickets, and I'm about to get 80 90 bucks, whatever it was, and that'll be some beer money for the weekend. Yeah, no, that's not how that works at all, actually. 
They have specific shipping through UPS for tracking and, and tracking numbers. I get all that. It makes sense. It's not like I'm old guy who's like, I don't understand tracking numbers. I get all that. I just didn't, I didn't read all that because I was just like, oh no, I got to get it sent out by today. I got to go. I got to go. And I ran and dropped it in the mail. That's what I thought I should have done. So I, I realized quickly once I get back and start poking around after I've already dropped the damn tickets in the mail, because they, yes, there are actual tickets. It will be the last time I, I have actual tickets sent to my house. That's a whole other podcast for another day. I get it. Print it home. Have it in your email. That's the way to do it. I know. So anyway, I go, um, I go poking around. I realize I don't, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think there's going to be confirmation of a, of a, a shipping. I don't think there's going to be confirmation of a payment. I think I just sent these tickets to somebody and I'm not going to get paid for them. I'm pretty sure that's what just happened, but whatever. So I look around and I see who bought the tickets, a girl named Kendall in Nashville. I find her on Facebook. I hit her up. I said, Hey, here's the deal. Explained kind of all the same stuff I just did to you right now. And I said, listen, the tickets are in the mail. You are going to get these tickets. I understand there's a chance that I might not get paid for this since I'm going outside the protocol of the StubHub website. But I'm just here to let you know as a friendly reminder, you're going to get these tickets. Girl's probably like 22 years old. I don't know. She's not that old. And you can tell she's just kind of like, what's up with this stupid old asshole? So I just said, just let me know if and when you get them, and we'll go from there. Two days later, I hear back, and she's like, hey, show's tonight. Tickets never came. And I'm like, oh, no. All right, so now this girl is totally, you know, she's probably dumb as hell. I don't mean it because it's a she. I just mean because she's 20-something, 22 years old. That means, you know, if you're 22 years old, you're a damn idiot. And so I thought, all right, I got to figure out a way to get this girl these tickets. I don't care if I get paid now at all. something good has to come out of all this. So I go online, go into Ticketmaster. I get the tickets exchanged into e-tickets to to print at home tickets. The problem is, is it's not a a PDF file that I can get in my email and send it to her. Of all the times that I wanted some junk damn email, the time I needed, I couldn't get it. Said, you will not receive an email. You can print these off from here only. Shows in like five hours. So I Facebook messenger back and I said, listen, here's the deal. I don't know you, you don't know me. But if you go into my Ticketmaster account, you can print these tickets off and you can go to the show. Now, I'm gonna have, that means I'm going to have to give you my login and my password, which, by the way, for everybody out there, don't tell Kendall out in Nashville, that password's the same on a lot of my other damn accounts. I said, if you just, you know, is that cool with you? She said, yeah, that's fine. I said, all right, here, log in. I'm giving you an hour and then I'm going to change the password. So log in there because all my credit card information is in there and everything. I mean, this is not a very safe or very good idea. And she logs into my thing. I give her my password. She goes in. She prints the tickets. She goes to the show. She says, thanks. That's about it. K, thanks. The letter K. K, thanks. And that's, you know, the last I hear of her. That's fine. I don't want to talk to her ever again anyway. And I don't have any sales history in the StubHub website. I don't get anything even saying that the transaction was canceled. I don't have any trace of anything. I get no money. I go out of my way, jump through hoops, do backflips to try to make sure some girl I've never met and never will meet in Nashville gets to go to see Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile at the Ryman Auditorium, the Mother Church. So anytime somebody wants to say, you know that, Brian Stone, that guy is an asshole, you say... Maybe he is sometimes, but that dude spent a lot of his time making sure a stranger got to go to a rock and roll show when he knew good and damn well he wasn't going to get paid a penny 
for that over $100 for a pair of tickets to see Courtney Barnett. Tell them that story. Send them to the podcast, The Weekly Dose, for November 15th, 2017. Hope the show was good. That's all I can say. All right, so I don't really like college football, and I don't really like the government of this country right now, and really overall haven't liked it all that much in the majority of my lifetime. And I want kind of the same thing for both, if nothing else, to give me a little bit of an entertainment value. What does all that mean? I'll tell you next. On the most listened to, the most downloaded, and the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian Stone, and this is the Stone On Air Podcast, and I will be right back. culture references I like to use on this show a lot. South Park, Office Space, and Back to the Future. almost forgot the third one. This is Gilby Clark, former guitarist for the Guns N' Roses Band. I had to really stretch to find some music today. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Jones in sweet, sweet desperation. Captain Chaos. Last week when I was trying to find music, I was trying to find Wednesday songs, and that didn't go well. So, trying to find chaos songs didn't work all that well either. Most of the songs are either, like, death metal or trash metal or trash rock. And what is up with all this chaos stuff, right? Like, I got I got 
Butters' alter ego on South Park uh, all over the show at the beginning, middle, and now in the final segment. Mess that one up. We'll try it again. We'll try it again. Uh, what am I going? What am I doing here? What's the What's the point? Here's Here's my point when it comes to politics in America, and I've I've finally decided to just not stop caring and not stop not stop rooting for us. I mean, I'm the America's already great guy. You know, MAGA types all over the place. America's already great. I mean, this is already an incredible place to be, an incredible place to live, an incredible place to uh, to pursue your dreams, right? I mean, even if you're failing at pursuing your dreams, you still get the opportunity to at least try. You know, I mean, I know it's difficult, and I know for, for some people, and because of policy, potentially could be um, could be hindered by that... By that goal, I am a brown-haired, blue-eyed, white-as-hell dude, so I've got built-in advantages that a lot of people, genders, and, and different races don't have. I understand that. But there's still opportunity, and I'm still happy about that. But every weekend in the fall, there's football games, right? There's Friday night football. There's Saturday night college football. There's Sunday day and night NFL football. And especially here in the South, and some in the Midwest, and a little out in you know out in the West, and pockets of other areas of the country, this is a big deal. I like NFL football. That's it. Don't care about high school ball. Don't care. Uh, I don't have kids in school. None of that means anything to me. College football doesn't mean much to me either. It's just kind of a TV show every Saturday. Don't really care about 19, 20, 21 year old kids playing a game. It's not that interesting to me. These kids are not very good at anything in life, and they're certainly not very good at football. But people love it, and majority of my peers, my contemporaries that I spend time with, really, really, really like college football. So I I watch it just like anybody else does. I keep up with it because I'm a sports kind of guy. And I decided many years ago that what I want to make this as entertaining for me as possible is I want chaos. Professor Chaos! I want chaos. In college football, I want because because this system, this this stupid organized football system of NCAA and and the, and the collegiate teams is so dumb and it makes so little sense. I mean, it is truly completely nonsense how they d- determine champions, how they pair up postseasons, how how they conduct themselves through the season. It's so dumb that I want. I want there to be such a log jam at the end that everything just gets a mess and nobody can figure out who's supposed to be where because it's a, they just arbitrarily pick teams to play in the playoffs. And for 100 years, 80 years, they didn't even do that. They just let like reporters decide who was a national champion. It was absolutely stupid as it could be, and it still is. So I want absolute Professor chaos. chaos in college football because then it brings a level of entertainment to me because then I get to watch a bunch of idiots who lie to themselves and then lie to me all year long about how this is the only way they can do it and then they have to argue about how they're going to do their nonsensical bullshit, basically. And that's kind of where I've gotten with American politics. In American politics, I want... Professor Chaos! I want chaos. Because this is... It's, it's be careful what you wish for, MAGA types. It's be careful what you wish for, uber crazy feminist, you know, liberal crazy bleeding heart types. It's be careful what you wish for. 
I am a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I'm, I am not in, interested in a bunch of right-wing politics, but I'm also not a crazy left-wing guy who wants to do everything this way or nothing else. And I don't want to be a crazy right-wing guy who does this way and everything else. And everybody's lying right now, who you know, MAGA types and this whole mess with Trump. I mean, this is, this is just going to be a blip on the radar screen of American history. We'll all look back and be like, wow, what a stupid time that was. It's no big deal. It only lasted three and a half years because I don't believe he's going to get a second term, but that's for another podcast for another day. And even if he does get a second term, fine, whatever. We'll just get more. Professor Chaos. Just get more of a mess. More of a mess all around us. And that doesn't mean that I'm rooting for the country to fail. That doesn't mean that I'm rooting for anybody to succeed. In the end, I've said this a week after the election last year. Extreme politics do not work extreme measures don't hold up long term we have a a, a attention span and memories that can be measured in the smallest of scientific measurements as soon as things start to get out of hand one side that starts to get more extreme rises over the other and then we go back and forth it's just a it's just like a a, 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 what is that a somersault thing where you go up one up goes up and one goes down and one goes up and one goes down it's no big deal I can still live my life the way I want to. And most people listen to this podcast and most people that I know and my contemporaries and my peers life, you all can too. Yes, some policy will hurt some different racial groups or gender groups or sexual orientation groups. There is no denying that. And I'm not trying to act like that's not a big deal when I've been a champion for that kind of policy to help genders and help races and help sexual orientation types that are not like me and people that I'm around every day. I want them to be lifted and be given an opportunity to be able to succeed. I might hate most everybody I ever meet. I might not like almost anybody I deal with on a daily basis, but I hope you all get a fair shot in life. I hope every single living, breathing human being gets the an equal opportunity in life. I know that's a pipe dream and it's not happening, But in the end, if I have to deal with this stupid shit nonsense, I want for right now, for this cycle period that we're in, I want Professor Chaos. I want a mess out there because a mess means somebody will come in and at least attempt to try to clean it up in the next four to six years. And if you think anything is going to drastically destroy somebody's life in the next four to six years, then you're just overreacting. Nothing major is going to change ideologically, in the next half decade. Now, the next decade or two, yeah, that is when you start to see a little bit of a, of a cultural shift, of a societal normal shift, sometimes over the course of decades. Not over the course of three or four years. Not over the course of three or four years. Not when we're mostly living in, in peace, for the most part, which actually that's not even true, but based on the histories that we all know, the history books, the, a lot of the bullshit we learn in school, Overall, outside of our own domestic terrorism, as we terrorize ourselves, there was a shooting uh, today as I record this. Only five died. I was like, hey, that's a shooting. Only five died. Who cares about that, right? I'm sorry to be flippant, but that's kind of where we've gotten. So in American politics, as we stand right now, as as I try to battle my borderline midlife crisis, all I care about with this be careful what you wish for MAGA types and, and, and the crazy, uber, liberal, bleeding hearts. All I want is... Professor Chaos! Chaos. Because I want this to be interesting, and I want drastic change. 
And the only way you're going to get drastic change over time is to have Professor Chaos and his minions and general disarray. And that's all I've got for today. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Stone On Air podcast. I do it each and every Wednesday, very first thing. When you wake up, it is available for download on any podcasting app you might be able to find or SoundCloud or eventually a website that doesn't suck as bad as the one that I have now. On the way out, again, crappy chaos songs. This is Megadeth. I don't even remember what the name is. Oh, it's called Addicted to Chaos. Bring it on. College football, I want chaotic nature each and every week as we get closer to the to the postseason. And in my American politics, as we speak right now, I want chaos. I'm addicted to chaos. White lies matter. Black lies matter. All lies matter. The truth is easy to remember. Do not be a fraud in this space has expanded onto the FM dial Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on Alt 98.7. So I ask you to continue to watch it. We'll see you later. Bye.